A dominant win for the Brooklyn Nets over the Knicks, 112 to 85. The Nets were in control the entire night from the first quarter on. The Nets outscored them 38 to 22, 31 to 22 in the second. The Knicks actually won the third quarter by four, didn't feel like it, and the Nets won the fourth quarter by six. So just a great night overall, and you are starting to see some positives with this team. I know when it comes to the Nets, it's 99% of the time it's negative, but the Nets have actually played really good basketball since that game against the Wizards last Friday, almost a week ago. So they have been playing much better. Jock Vaughn today was basically, I guess you can call it, promoted to the head coaching position the rest of the year and for next year, I believe. So Jock Vaughn will be the Nets uh, head coach for the near future, maybe just this year or maybe even next year too. I don't know. But so far, this team is playing much better basketball under Jock Vaughn. Did I want Ime Udoka? Yes, I'm not going to act like I didn't, but they are playing very well under Jock Vaughn so far. I know Vaughn as an assistant wasn't really doing that great for us, it seemed like, because he was technically their defensive guy, and the Nets defense, the first, you know, however many games Nash lasted, was terrible, but now the Nets defense looks like it's night and day different, and the way they've operated offensively is also night and day different. Now, how much of that is Kyrie being out? I'm not sure. Do I think the Nets are a better team without Kyrie? No, but so far they are playing very, very good basketball. I'm encouraged by that. So we'll talk about tonight's game, about the Jock Vaughn decision, things like that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. Leave a like, subscribe to the podcast, and let's get into it. So first off, it always feels good to, you know, win this, uh, I guess, cross-town rivalry, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't hate many teams, but I just really don't like the Knicks, the Celtics, I guess the Sixers now because of Harden too, but you get it. So to win these games is awesome, but more importantly, just big picture wise, the Nets came into this thing at four and eight or four and seven. So obviously they got to win some games at some point. You can't be under 500 the rest of the way. So, you know, to be five and seven now, it's not where I wanted to be 12 games in, obviously, but if they keep playing this style and this brand of basketball, this team should be over 500 in hopefully the next couple weeks. I know they go on the West Coast and they have some tough matchups here, but some of those teams in the West Coast they're playing are struggling, like the Lakers and like the Clippers. So hopefully they can, you know, at least go 500 on that West Coast trip, maybe go three and two. I forget if it's four or five games, but at least stay afloat, get themselves back home and take it from there. Just don't go on the West Coast and go one and four. Now for the Nets as a whole, they just look so much more like they're having fun out there. Like I guess under Steve Nash, it just seemed like it was kind of miserable and they were just going through the motions. I mean, some guys did bring it. I guess Royce O'Neal was part of that, but like especially Durant, I don't want to call him out specifically, but you can tell Durant's playing a different level of basketball since Steve Nash has been fired and once again because it's it's weird because Nash and Kyrie kind of went out at the same time so it's hard to know what is causing what like it's not really like you can make the argument oh Kevin Durant is just playing at a different level because he knows he has to pick up the pace because you know Kyrie's out but you can also say oh Kevin Durant's playing much better because he doesn't have Steve Nash as the head coach anymore so I don't know which way you want to spin it, but at least since Nash has been gone, the entire vibe around this team has been better. I know they lost that first game. He was gone versus the Bulls. I don't count that personally. So the way I look at it is the Nets are 3-1 and one since Jock Vaughn took over. And even the one game they lost, which was the Mavericks game on Monday night, 
Very tough loss. We know what happened. Durant had made 62 straight free throws. Of course, he missed one there with a chance to tie the game. It is what it is, but they fought back against a good Dallas team. They almost brought it to overtime, almost won the game. So, hey, it is what it is. But offensively, passing the ball-wise, they have been so much better. I mean, the Nets, would, especially in the fourth quarter, the first, you know, I guess seven games, eight games of the year, it was just like the fourth quarter would come and the Nets would still be in the game for the most part, but the entire fourth quarters were just Kyrie, KD, iso ball going back and forth. There was no team basketball in the fourth quarter for the Nets during the first, you know, how many games Steve Nash was the coach, whatever it was. Now it's like they want to get Basically, they just play five out. They have five guys in the perimeter for the most part. And it's like they want to get everybody touches on every single possession sometimes. It's actually beautiful basketball. Like, I know everybody calls it Spurs basketball. That's kind of the old school term for it. But the Nets are just simply playing team basketball and getting everybody involved, everybody engaged. It's not like you're going to have Seth Curry or Joe Harris stand in the corner anymore and just watch Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant go ISO on the opposite side of the floor. Like These guys are now engaged, and I think that Jock Vaughn has them playing a different style of basketball. You can just tell by watching Jock Vaughn on the sidelines, and sometimes the uh, the microphone picks it up. Like Jock Vaughn is coaching them very hard. Like I don't think Steve Nash was that type of guy. Steve Nash was just more of a player's coach, I'm going to act like your friend type of guy. Jock Vaughn actually wants to get the most out of these players, and I have loved what I've seen so far in that regard. And even defensively, I mean, you see the difference. They're running teams off the three-point line that has helped a lot sometimes it leads to an open layup or something like that or a two-on-one situation where they just lob it in the paint but the nets were getting destroyed by opponents on the three-point line and it just seems like ever since jock vaughn took over they have done a much better job of you know taking away teams killing them with the three-point shot and making them beat them from the mid-range kind of like how Kenny Atkinson was coaching like Kenny Atkinson always wanted the the, uh, Nets opponents to take contested two-point shots or even like long two-point shots that's what they wanted analytically and I'm not saying that like Jock Vaughn is the same exact way but Jock Vaughn did come from you know Kenny Atkinson's coaching tree if you will so maybe he has that same philosophy as well and maybe Nash just didn't I have no idea I know Jock Vaughn coming into this year was supposed to be the defensive coordinator type guy but you can just tell the difference with the defensive intensity guys helping switching it's been so much smoother they've just been better in every area plain and simple I mean I don't think they're the best defensive team they have guys that can play D and Kevin Durant by the way has just done such a great job individually on defense the past you know few games um, even guarded Luka one-on-one for a lot of the fourth quarter, um, matched up against Julius Randle today, did a very good job on him for the most part. Outside of the first quarter, Randle really didn't do much. Royce O'Neal makes plays, Nick Claxton's been making plays, Joe Harris is starting to look healthy again, Edmund Sumner's been making some defensive plays, uh, who else we got? Like Even Ben Simmons, I think, probably played his best game of the year, I don't know if that's correct, but... I just feel like Ben Simmons is clearly moving better than he was before he went out. Like, I think Ben Simmons, the first five games or so, it was just kind of like he was another guy just going through the motions and was always second-guessing himself. And I just think he's starting to play more naturally. He's still thinking out there. I'm not going to deny that. But it is, like, not as much as it was the first five games. I, I think Ben Simmons is starting to settle in. 
And the Nets are actually using him the right way. We've gone over this before in this podcast, how you really can't play Nick Claxton and Ben Simmons at the same time. And I think Jock Vaughn completely understands that because I think since Jock Vaughn's been the head coach, and I know Ben Simmons has only been back for two games, but in these two games, I don't think Nick Claxton and Ben Simmons have played a single minute together. And I think Jock Vaughn understands that. So you're going to have a center rotation of Nick Claxton as the starter, Ben Simmons coming off the bench, that may change, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe Ben Simmons is like their sixth man or whatever the the rest of the year. I have no idea. Um, When the Nets traded for Simmons, you obviously had much higher hopes and expectations for what he could be, and I didn't expect Ben Simmons to be the backup center when we made that trade for him last February, but if Ben Simmons is playing like he did tonight and makes this much of an impact defensively and even getting rebounds and just being a presence down low and being a ball handler, then that's going to help. I mean, like you don't want to pay a backup center, whatever Ben Simmons is making, $35 million per year, but at least what Ben Simmons did tonight versus the Knicks was helping the team win. What Ben Simmons was doing the first five games of the season it wasn't really helping the Nets win. It was just looked like it was so unnatural. He was thinking way too much once again. This at least was Ben Simmons helping the Nets win. He was really locked in defensively. I thought did a really good job. And once again, had some really good rebounds. He had six points. He had nine rebounds. He had four assists. He had two steals, a block. One of his steals was great. It was an effort play where I think it was Julius Randle was dribbling and and Ben Simmons just sprinted from behind and poked the ball loose. Like that was a really good hustle play by Ben Simmons. So um, he had another steal under the basket as well. So Simmons, like I know offensively it's not there yet. And like maybe it never gets there. I don't know. But if Simmons plays at this type of level, and he was a plus 18, by the way, I know a lot of Nets were like a plus. I don't think there were many minuses tonight. I know some of the garbage time guys like Kessler Edwards and Daron Sharp were minuses, and even Cam Thomas was a minus eight. But, you know, KD plus 32, Royce O'Neal plus 44. Most guys were a plus tonight, but to see Ben Simmons and the impact he made tonight, it left me encouraged, I will say. I'm just hoping that as the year goes on, the guy gets more healthy, more comfortable, more acclimated. We always forget he hasn't played for a long time. It's been since, you know, June 2021. And this is the first time Ben Simmons has been playing real basketball since. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that as time goes on, he gets better. And I do like him coming off the bench so far. I don't know if they're going to stick with that, but I think so far it has been a recipe for success. So I guess we'll see what the uh, coaching staff decides to do with that. Kevin Durant, I think, may have played his best all-around game this year. I didn't see many dumb turnovers. There was almost one, but I think there was an offensive foul called on Claxton as that happened, so it didn't count. But KD was 10 of 19, 1 of 5 from 3, 8 of 10 at the line, 11 rebounds, or 12 rebounds, that was 10, 11 defensive, but 12 rebounds total, 12 assists, a triple-double, 29 points, 2 blocks, as I mentioned, played really, really good defense on Julius Randle, just keeps showing up and... There was one play where um, R.J. Barrett went for a layup and KD, you know, it should have been a jump ball. He blocked him and I think Barrett came down with the ball. It should have been a jump, but it wasn't called. But um, Durant's been awesome defensively all around. Um, just a lot of good ISO scoring by KD when he needs to as well. Those shots he makes going to the left baseline are just unbelievable. Like sometimes he has no angle, but still somehow makes the shot. So Durant has looked just 
Obviously, he's great, but has looked even better since Steve Nash has been gone. Royce O'Neal didn't do much offensively, but I love the impact he makes in other areas. Ten rebounds for Royce, five assists. I think uh, Royce had eight assists versus the Mavericks the other night. So he is just... Like, I know Royce O'Neal, I was a fan of that pickup. Of course, if Durant had been traded this offseason, trading a first-round pick for Royce O'Neal probably would not have made sense. But Royce O'Neal, given the circumstances that are going on right now and Kyrie being out and Ben Simmons not being himself, Royce O'Neal has been a very big pickup for this team. As I mentioned, led them in plus-minus with a plus-44. So only six points tonight, but he's getting rebounds, he's getting assists, he's forcing bad shots, forcing turnovers. He also has two steals. I liked what I've seen from Royce O'Neal so far. Some nights the three-point shot's there for him, and some nights it's not. Uh, tonight he was two of four, so didn't take many of them, but he shot 50%. Nick Claxton only played 20 minutes, which is kind of the problem you run into here with the Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton thing. So Simmons played 24 minutes, Claxton 20 a player like Claxton should be playing more than 20 minutes, but once again, it's tough to play them at the same time. It just can't happen right now, I feel like. Claxton had 12 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, gotten some quick foul trouble, which was his problem. So that was the one bad part about Claxton tonight. Joe Harris, I don't even care about the stats. He just looks healthier. That's the number one thing I care about. He's moving much better defensively. Shot 2 of 6 from 3. Missed ones that he usually makes, so I'm not really too concerned about Joe. I've actually liked what I've seen from him the past few games here. He looks better. Edmund Sumner, a guy who has been starting since Kyrie's uh, suspension. Edmund Sumner's looked really good, too. I, I just, you know, the shooting, 3 for 4 from downtown. I think that was all in the first quarter. 7 of 10 overall, 5 rebounds, only 1 assist, but 2 steals. He's just been a good energy guy. Like, he's not afraid to take it at guys going to the rim, gets to the line. He's been making his three-point shots the past three games or so, or four games. So, um, yeah, I mean, Edmund Sumner just comes out of nowhere and actually has played some good minutes for the Nets. I, I just don't... I don't know how long it's going to last for because I do think if and when Kyrie comes back, he gets that spot. But Edmund Sumner has proven he deserves a spot in this rotation. Not much from Markeith Morris. David Duke Jr. played some minutes. He was a minus 14. I thought Duke Jr. had some nice offensive possessions, but defensively, I guess not so much. Patty Mills didn't play much, only nine minutes. He was 0 of 2 from 3. That was pretty much it for Patty. We talked about Ben Simmons. This guy we didn't talk about yet, Seth Curry. I mentioned how I didn't care about Joe Harris's stats and I cared about his health more. Seth Curry was the same way because coming into tonight, I was actually concerned about Seth Curry. I didn't know if the guy was healthy. He had not looked good really the entire season so far and every shot he was taking was short. And then Seth Curry comes out tonight and just looked like he was in midseason form and just didn't miss a beat. Like, he was awesome. 6 of 11 from downtown, 23 points. That was second on the team, a plus 11, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. Um, yeah, Seth Curry, if he can shoot like this, obviously 6 of 11 is not going to happen every single night. But if Seth Curry can return to the player we saw last year after the trade, that is going to help a lot because that's another guy who is one of the better shooters in the NBA percentage-wise when he's right. So getting Seth Curry back, getting Joe Harris back, adding those guys to help the spacing on the floor is going to help a ton. So I'm, I'm hoping Seth Curry can stay healthy. He's had injury concerns most of his career, but if he can stay out there, definitely going to help out this team a lot. Cam Thomas, 
Wasn't his best game. I think he's played better the last three or four games or so, but I'm happy he's back in the rotation. 22 minutes. Didn't take many shots. Only eight shots. Three of eight. Had two assists. He had one steal, two rebounds. He was a minus eight once again. Three turnovers. So yeah, not Cam's best day, but um, he definitely made some difficult shots. That one shot he had on uh, Emmanuel quickly in the first quarter, that step back going to his left, that was great. You know, creating space and making a tough shot. Nothing but net had a similar one where it was a step back going to his right, which is a tougher shot, and he still made it. So, yeah, I mean, he has a weird-looking jumper. It's a very high arc. I, I just think Ian Eagle says it's a rainbow shot every time he takes it, but I just think that's really Cam Thomas's natural shot. But, um, yeah, tonight I was just impressed with the Nets overall. They out-rebounded the Knicks by 9, 55-46. The Knicks only shot 32% from the field, 27% from three. Some of that was the Knicks missing open shots, but also a lot of that was the Nets playing really good defense. The Nets had nine more assists. They had six more steals, one more block. Tied in turnovers with 15. 15 turnovers is not, like, terrible, but... You would like that number to be closer to like 10 or something like that. Fast break points. The Nets had 16 to their 10, 10 more points in the paint. And their largest lead was 35. Sheesh. So yeah, they played really well tonight. I I, I hope this is sustainable. Um, and my concern about this team really is just how do they look when Kyrie Irving comes back? Because the latest news on Kyrie was that he met with David Stern, not David Stern, my goodness, Adam Silver yesterday. Or maybe it was today. Yesterday morning or today, or today. I don't know. I forget. But anyway, he met with him in the last two days, and that meeting went well. And it seems like Kyrie's going to, you know, complete these tasks that the Nets set out for him to complete to return back to the team. So it still might take a while. I don't think we're going to see Kyrie until this uh you know, this West Coast trip is over. Like, I think the first realistic time we can see Kyrie is maybe that Sunday, November 20th game versus the uh, Grizzlies, a home game. So they're on the road for one, two, three, four games in a row. And they're all on the West Coast. It's, you know, LA, LA, Sacramento, Portland. And I don't think Kyrie will be back until at least the Memphis game at minimum. So that's a wait and see. We play the Sixers actually on the 22nd. No James Harden, unfortunately. But yeah, it seems like as of right now, because this can change day to day, obviously, I could release this podcast and by tomorrow morning, Kyrie might retire. I have no idea. But um, it seems like right now that Kyrie is at least trying to come back. So, you know, I just, Kyrie makes the Nets better. All right, he does. But what I don't want to happen is Kyrie comes back Javon Carter had 32 points tonight. Oh my gosh. I, I don't want Kyrie to come back and just ruin the entire flow of this offense because they are playing so well as a team right now. And I want this ball movement and moving without the basketball to continue. And Kyrie Irving actually does cut to the basket at times, like really, you know, he does that really well at times. But there's also times where Kyrie just wants to be like ISO guy and just, you know, beat guys off the dribble, which he can. But. I love the way they're playing right now, and I want that to continue. And if Kyrie can come in and just be a part of what they're doing right now and not try to take games over by himself, I mean, they might need that from him sometimes, but just at least try to play as a team right away, that's going to help the most. I don't want Kyrie to come in here and have Kevin Durant and Kyrie go back to being, you know, isolation type guys. So that's my main concern. It seems like Jock Vaughn wants him to play a specific way, and I do think Kyrie will buy in if given the chance. I'm just looking forward to how that looks because, you know, say what you want about Kyrie, locker room cancer, blah, blah, blah. He is one of the top two players on this Nets team, 
And when he's right and he's playing team basketball, he helps them win. He can't overcommit on defense and leave his teammates in a four v five v four. He can't, you know, take dumb contested shots and try to dribble through three people. Although sometimes he does it and it looks awesome. He has to keep playing the way they have been playing the past three, four games. I'm sure Kyrie watches these games at home or whatever he's doing now. He sees what's going on here. And I just hope he can be a part of it and make the Nets better rather than having them go back to the way they were when Steve Nash was here. That's my main concern, but hopefully that's not a problem. Um, and once again, I just hope Ben Simmons just continues to come off the bench until, I don't know, maybe the entire season. I have no idea what's going to happen with that. It may get to a point where like the Nets look at it and say, hey, having Claxton and Simmons on the same team doesn't make sense. Like, let's trade Claxton or something. I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but um, it does kind of suck that you can't play those guys together. I know there's 48 minutes in a basketball game and you can try and give them 24 each or something like that on most nights and, and play Simmons and Claxton that amount of time. But um, I don't know. Maybe they try and find the stretch bigger. I, I have no idea. I don't know how you play those guys together, honestly. It's Jock Vaughn's job to figure it out. But I would say so far, the whole not playing Claxton and Simmons thing has looked really good. And it's helping this team a lot offensively and just helping spacing. And you can tell anytime a guy drives to the basket now, the defense is collapsing. You're having shooters on each corner. Like it's working out perfectly. So spacing wise, the Nets do look really good. So I'm hoping that can keep up. And um, as I mentioned, they have this West Coast trip. Clippers on Saturday, Lakers on Sunday, Sacramento on Tuesday, Portland on Thursday. They could go 3-1 and one there. I, I could see it. I think they'll probably drop one of those games. Not sure which one. But, um, you know, I think they can pretty much get back to 500 after this uh, road trip. So, you know, coming into the year, that schedule looked a, a bit more scary. I Maybe not because I don't think people expected much from the Lakers. But I think the Clippers had higher expectations coming into the year we have not seen that yet so far it doesn't seem like Kawhi Leonard's been playing lately so hopefully he's out for that game but um yeah you have some winnable games coming up even though they are West Coast games so for the Ime Udoka thing or Udoka however you pronounce it I know some people say Udoka I don't know but um for Ime it you know it's not surprising I guess I I did think when Nash was fired they were actually going to hire him but I, I guess, you know, people, I saw Stephen A. Smith said it was the Kyrie Irving thing that did it. I don't think it's even that. I think if the Nets really wanted Ime Udoka, they could have had him. It was just like, there was just too much. I just think there was too much controversy with it. You know what I mean? Like to hire him right now with the crap the Nets have been going through the past, not even just this week with Kyrie, but the past year and a half um, to hire a guy like Udoka, I just don't think the Nets are in that position right now. And also, like, we don't know how bad things were in Boston. Like, we don't know the full details. So maybe the Nets, when they were digging things up, they found some stuff that they didn't like. And some people inside the Nets building apparently were not really, you know, fond of the idea of having Ime Udoka as the head coach. So... You know, I don't, I guess maybe the Kyrie thing factors into it from this week, but I just don't think that was the whole thing. Definitely not. There were more factors to it. So there's a reason Udoka got fired, for, or not fired, but suspended from the Celtics in the first place. So it is what it is. I was looking forward to that. And I know Udoka is a great coach, but um, I guess so far the Nets have looked really, really good under Jock Vaughn. So I'm hoping that's sustainable and that continues for the rest of the year. But um, yeah, the team looks a lot more engaged. 
And once again, they look like they're having fun. That's the main thing. They're having fun. Guys don't look miserable out there and, and look like they don't want to be there because I kind of got that vibe the first five games of the year. But um, now they're playing as a team and they look really good. So I'm hoping that continues. I know, you know, they were able to beat the Knicks tonight by a lot of points and even Washington and even they beat Charlotte by four in a nice comeback. Um, they are going to play better teams in the future, obviously. So while they aren't getting wins now and it's big, they are going to have to eventually you know, play a bit better and they're going to get better opponents. And that's why I think, you know, this team does need Kyrie Irving in a way. And I know people will say, oh, trade Kyrie Irving. I mean, where are you going to trade him to? Nobody wants him. You know what I mean? Like we saw it this past offseason. Nobody wants Kyrie. I know Kyrie was playing at a super high level before his suspension, but still, I don't think teams want to deal with him. And the thing he posted last week just made that case even worse so yeah I think Kyrie it's either Kyrie stays on the nets or you just flat out release him and I just don't think releasing Kyrie Irving does the nets much good and you know if Kyrie does come back in a couple weeks and the nets look just noticeably bad with him on the court then like maybe you have that conversation or maybe you, I don't know. I have no idea, but I at least want to see how it looks first. I don't want to like release Kyrie tomorrow and just not even give it a try. I want to see how Kyrie looks in this Jacques Vaughn system. If you want to call it that before the Nets make any decision, I mean, you might as well bring him back. Kyrie, when he's engaged defensively does play good defense. We saw it versus the Sixers last year against uh, James Harden. I feel like Kyrie was extra motivated for that game and played much better defense. So at least Kyrie has the capability of playing good defense. You just have to get it out of him and get him in that mindset. So I want to see Kyrie on this team in Jacques Vaughn's system and see how it goes. If it fails, it fails, but I think it has a chance of working out. So you might as well give it a try. So um, yeah, anyway, that's probably going to do it. The Nets are five and seven. Um, West Coast trip coming up. Trying to think the next time I'll talk to you guys. Maybe in a week, maybe after that Portland game. I'll probably do a video on Friday because there's no way I'm staying up for Thursday night till freaking 1 a.m. to do a video. But maybe on that Friday after the Portland game, it'll be after that four-game road trip. And hopefully by the time I uh, talk to you guys, they'll be 3-1 and one or even 4-0 and on that road trip. And hopefully by that point, they are, are still playing very well as a team. So... That's all I can hope for. But yeah, things are finally looking kind of positive for uh, for Brooklyn. So we don't say it very often as compared to the last time I talked to you guys. Things were looking pretty bad. So, um, you know, to be three and one here in the last four is a good feeling. And even overall, they've been they've won four of their past six. So I guess that is a good thing. So anyway, that'll do it. Subscribe, like all that crap, all that good stuff. And I will talk to you guys next time.